0: We are living in an American culture that has shifted from tolerant to cancel culture, from supportive to disruptive, from decent to rude, from optimistic to cynical, and from relatively safe to increasingly violent. Many are willing to exchange their liberty for a form of socialism. Through this podcast, we will chart a course to get America back on track. I am Allie Farah, daughter of Barry Farah. My dad's a best-selling author, CEO across six industries, and former candidate for governor of Colorado. He is also a private pilot, adventurer, and engaging life coach. I should know. Through Culture Shift, my dad will systematically deliver a fresh and compelling path that will help you create your own American dream. Welcome back to the Barry Ferris Show Culture Shift. We're glad to have you here. Hey, today we've got a really fun um, guest. Her name is Christina. She is 28. She is, uh, I met her at the Turning Point USA conference in uh, Florida. She has a very interesting story. She moved from uh, Moldova when she was eight years old. And before that, uh, her parents um, were suffering uh, uh, persecution because they had a believing faith in God. And as a result of that, they were persecuted and um, required not to be um, believers. And so what we've done is we've uh, asked her some questions, and I think you're going to be delighted to hear what she has to say. And so with no further ado, we will move over to the interview with Christina. Christine, give us just a little bit of a flavor for your history, and uh, let's go back in time to when you're a little girl, and help us understand where you came from.
1: Yes, I was born in Moldova, um, which is Eastern Europe, and former Soviet Union. Mm. And uh, so Moldova was um, was one of the countries that belonged to Soviet Union. and. My family, they got to experience what it was like to live in that, um, in a different type of an environment. Well, both socialism um, and then also a country that's not America, that doesn't have everything that America is so beautiful about.
0: So you were there um, through your childhood, and uh, about what age were you when you actually moved to the U.S.?
1: I was eight years old um, and moved to Portland, Oregon.
0: Okay. So your parents probably had lots of stories, I'm guessing. And um, what did they say about what it was like from where you were to why they were moving to the United States? And and what was kind of the driving motivation of all
1: that? Um, So my parents, well, the reason our family migrated to the United States was for freedom of religion. Um, And the reason... The reason is so that we could have all of the liberties that America gives to us. Um, and also, I mean, anyone living in another country, they all wish to live in America. Um, because there's no other country like the United States. and not only I was born in another country and I have um, experience and I have another perspective and I know there's a different reality in a different another country but I also have traveled a lot and I've traveled to um, really like you know not third world countries um, and then I've traveled to the third world countries and Anywhere you are, when I when when I travel, I I see that everyone wants to live in the United States, no yeah. matter where they are and how yeah. how well they may, may be offset. Um, so the United States is the best country on earth, yeah. and um, it's the country of opportunity. It's the country of where you can become anybody you wish to be, um, and it's the country of freedom. And that's what is. Um, super important to keep. It's important to keep integrity. It's important to keep freedom. And it's important to value and be grateful for the freedoms that we have.
0: That's so beautiful. Beautiful. And it makes makes me kind of sad in a way because you have got this wonderful family that is truly just desiring to have what's in our First Amendment. And it's actually the first part of our First Amendment, as you know, freedom of religion. And the idea is is that you have the freedom to believe. You can believe something. And if you want to believe that and, and express that, you have that freedom. And it's the free exercise thereof. So you're not supposed to ever shut that down. You're not supposed to shut down the church. You're not supposed to shut down the opportunity to express that freedom. And it's very interesting to me that that was the primary reason they were coming here. So I'm not actually up to date on or familiar with how recently that was in jeopardy in Moldova. So could you refresh my memory and give me just a little history of why coming here for freedom of religion was something they didn't have from the country they left?
1: Yeah. So so Moldova is, um, like I said, it's one of the former Soviet Union countries. And our family has gone through persecution for being religious, for being, for believing in God, for being Christian. And so back when Moldova was Soviet Union, you were not allowed to believe in a God. Um, And so what they would do, so this was a socialist country. And what they would do is um, if you, they would say, um, you have to be an atheist. And if you believe in God, you would be put to prison for that. Yes, and so mm, this was my great-grandpa when he was 29 years old um, because he believed in God. He was Christian, and he went to church to to worship the God that he believed into. um, And when he would go to church, and if KGB found out about it, so KGB was like FBI. um, If they found out about it, they would... Um, invite them to to their offices and they would ask, do you still believe in God? And if they said, yes, I do, then they would be put to prison. And the other thing that they would do is um, they shut down churches, they burnt down churches, and they would make their neighbors tell on those who who gathered to praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. And and so, like my great-grandpa, they would gather at like 4 a.m. and they would gather at different places so that KGB didn't know about their church services, or this was not a church, but it was, you know, home gatherings where they prayed and worshiped the Lord. And their neighbors would tell. And so that's what happened to my great grandpa. And he was 29 years old, I'm 28, so he was a year older than I am. And he said, I, so the neighbors. Told that they had a church gathering, my great-grandpa was called to GCB, and so he said, "I'm firm in my beliefs." He's a hero of faith, and um, an example for me. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I believe in the I believe in God," and he stood firm, and he was put to prison, um, and then they sent him off to Siberia, and he never came back. Um, and so my grand my grandma was two years old then, and when she grew up. So her, her grand her her father was killed. Um, when she grew up, got married. Her husband was in, in prison for five years as well. which who's my grandpa? Um, and and so, although Soviet Union fell apart in 1989, um, the countries that were part of the socialism that um, of socialism the Soviet Union, they never fully recovered. Um, the beautiful thing about the United States is that. Our country was founded on the biblical principles. They were founded on freedom comes from God. And that's why the United States is the best country on earth. There's no other country like the United States. And there was a time where I was thinking, like, how is it that, um, like, when we had, you know, President Obama, still America was the best country. And I thought, why? how is it like that? And and then I come to um, my conclusion is that there's no other country that's founded on God-given values, mm-hmm. on the Bible. It's, uh, our country was founded on Christian Judeo values. And I, reading through the Constitution and through the founding papers, I get goosebumps how much faith they had in, in the Lord and how they came to God when they had any sort of questions, when they wanted guidance, and when things look scary like, like they are right now. Um, and they came to God and God guided them and yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: This is so good. Um, You had this extraordinary, um, upbringing because your, your parents and your grandparents had personally experienced what it's like to actually be under the coercion of restricting you from belief. Now what's interesting to me. I've been interviewing kids, actually when you came up I was processing, (laughs) putting the name next to the right audio and video file of 30 interviews of these um, uh, youngsters, of course from my standpoint, I'm old enough to be your dad, but um, these are these 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds and they've already been persecuted. There's this one gal from um, Boston, she made the horrible comment that because of her Christian faith, she believes everyone should be treated equally. And since people should be treated equally, you shouldn't just emphasize one race over another. That was her comment, effectively. She um, had death threats. She, she's she's 17. She had, um, uh, she was uh, doxxed, so they found out her private information. Um, and, As I was asking her questions about school, she was saying something that sounds very scary to me based on what you were just telling me. Um, So in our country right now, in high school, they're basically telling you to inform on other students if there's a religious dogma. And the only religious dogma that they care about is the Christian faith. That's the only one that they're opposed to. So these, these times are getting very scary and they're happening very quickly. And so when I hear your story, it, it it makes me very happy that you got here and that your beautiful family could be here, but it also makes me nervous and, and frightened for what I'm hearing is starting to happen here. Now, Could you amplify or kind of uh, give me your thoughts on what you know of happening here in the U.S. as it relates to, let's just stick with that one for the moment. I, I want to actually hit two on the First Amendment. I want to talk to about freedom of speech as well. But could you give me a little amplification on what your concerns are as it relates to the freedom of religion or freedom to believe, the freedom of faith?
1: Yes. Yeah, great question. Um, and what, and you're, what you're saying... What
0: you're observing right now in the United States, what's, what's, what's frightening you?
1: Yes, um, I and what you're saying is exactly true. What um, we're seeing right now is the repeating of what Soviet Union was, um, how the first thing that they're targeting is churches. Um, so when when churches, when COVID started and when they started shutting down churches, um, we, so my pastor is also from former Soviet Union. He was also persecuted for being Christian and was in prison for five years. I
0: have to ask a quick question. Everybody's yeah. dying to know this. Okay. Yeah. So you are extremely articulate um, I need to know um, what your uh, first and second languages are yeah, okay. before the before this because I, I want people to know how smart you are and um, and then um, before you tell more about that pastor I'm sorry to interrupt you but I, I've got to uh, hear just a little bit about what that childhood was like between that you can remember between uh, you know three and eight before you moved here do you recall any conversations about um, uh, moving back, moving to America, so that we can be free. And then I'll shut up and let you finish. <laughs> but I've got to let the audience hear um, uh, that. As as you explain the, the answer to that current question.
1: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so I speak Russian, Ukrainian, and some Moldovan. So Moldova is Latin based, and so there, it was easier for me to learn Spanish in fourth grade. Um, when we were when we were given the the uh, the opportunity to move to the United States, um, it was uh, so my parents they they were well set um, in Moldova when when god blesses someone um they're able to make a living well um and so but the reason my parents that they made the decision to move to the united states was for our future um so that we can be free so that we can become anybody we wish to be although my parents had a great good life over there it wasn't promised for us and um when we have a big family too there's eight of us (laughs) and so um and so yes they made the decision to move for us, when my parents made the decision to move, it was, um, I think, harder for my dad. Um, and he he was, because I mean, he was about like 35 or so and starting a new life, a new language, completely new language. And it was, um, they weren't sure what they were getting into, but everyone knew America is the place to be. Like that was the dream for everyone. Um, the celebrities, everyone, like, any country you go to like russia the celebrities everyone wants to live here but we were blessed with that opportunity because um of our because what our foundation is also, we were Christian and um, we believe in God, Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, and so basically everything that what America was founded upon, and uh, for for me it was super exciting to move. Although I had to leave my friends, and I was you know first grader, um, started second grade, but I um, but it was it was um, a new chapter that we started in um, in the United States.
0: So here we have this 35-year-old man bringing his beautiful family over with how many of the eight kids at that time? Six of the eight kids um, at that time were um, in tow. And um, what a courageous man. So no wonder Christine's so exceptional. So... I wanted to get um, your take on um, what's happening here that's frightening you, that feels like some of the stories you heard when you were growing up, um, that seems to be eerily similar and not the country you came for. Yes.
1: yes. When, so when COVID started, when they started shutting down churches, um, to us it was it was Soviet Union repeating, the socialism that Soviet Union had was repeating. Um, And what was interesting too is that we didn't shut down our church. Um, The Bible says that whenever, we have to abide by the laws definitely, but we shouldn't when they go against God. And we should have God as our top priority. And that's also what our founding fathers had in mind. They had, um, they founded, our country was founded on God being number one. And reading through Constitution, I always get goosebumps. They're um, just how they envisioned and how they they were afraid that things like what's happening today would happen. And so I told my pastor, I said, we have the constitutional right to keep our church open and our governor is not a king and she cannot tell us to shut down our church. And so, well, at first when we didn't know what COVID was and we were like, maybe it is that scary. So we did shut it down for one Saturday. And then my pastor said, no, 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 we're not closing it down. And we kept it open the whole time. We even have our church singing, (laughs) but because we've seen it before and seeing it repeat um we must have courage and boldness and the girl that you mentioned um she should stand up stronger whenever i i get attacked um on social media for for my beliefs for being a conservative or for loving our great president who um who has done so much for our country um, and when i get attacked I, am, I get this <laughs> on the inside, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to fight stronger because they're trying to shut us down, because they're trying to, uh, to um, say what we have to say. Um, we must fight back stronger. And things so like that, yeah, things like, um, and, I, and I always say, the more they attack me, the harder I'll fight because we're in a country where we should be able to say anything we want to say and believe in a God that we do what we believe is the right thing.
0: Thank you so much, Christina, great story. You know, the freedom to believe is essential for your overall well-being. You benefit from the freedom to believe personally. In in fact, when you have a a belief, it benefits society at large. People take better care of each other. People are more productive. People are happier when they're full of faith. You know, they can make sense of things. They endeavor to act with virtue. But the first part of the First Amendment, the freedom to believe, the freedom of religion, and the free exercise thereof, is under assault. As you'll see in future broadcasts, Christina is not alone. Her extraordinary family is wonderful to look at, but we have folks who were born in the USA who should have as a right, by being here, to be, by being born as a citizen, to have the freedom of religion, Those rights are under siege. The school system, from administrators to teachers, are largely opposed to the Christian faith, and they're not shy about it. In fact, I did 30 interviews last week, and over 70% of the Gen Zers and millennials that I interviewed at TPUSA have experienced persecution in some form from their teachers, their school administration, or other authorities for their faith. Some folks that serve in certain posts in the government are after your religious freedom especially if you're a Christian. Let's go back to our roots, looking at freedom for the United States and look at what's happened 500 years later. Right now today in the United Kingdom, Christians are being forced to gather in secret to hold worship services. One group in England congregates in a barn. Another gathers in an open field. I mean, that sounds an awful lot like back when King James was a bit on the onerous side. He was a hardliner, forcing Protestants into secret places to worship. So here we are, 500 years later, and there are Christians in England who don't reveal the location of their worship service until just before the services begin. They sneak around to worship God because they're fearful of criminal prosecution. Unfortunately, the U.S. is sometimes restricting freedom of worship as well. If you're a Christian or a Jew in New York or California, the governor has decreed that you are no longer free to worship. The government says you're a danger to the public for your long-held traditional beliefs. But you might say back, the Bible says to not forsake the assembling of one another together. For you, it's not an option. It's part of the growth that we experience when we're in the presence of other believers. It's part of what makes us Christian. We're informed, inspired, and encouraged when we're together. And so I encourage you to keep the faith, to hold strong, to promulgate God's love regardless of the cost and hold on to your freedom to believe. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm David Farah. Thank you for listening to my dad's podcast, The Barry Farah Show, Culture Shift. Click subscribe now to be sure you don't miss an episode. Share this podcast with your friends on social media and give The Barry Farah Show your five-star rating check out today's show notes below this episode and at theberryfarishshow.com. This podcast is also available in video format at Show on YouTube.
1: See you next time.